Mario Brothers and Plummins a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. When your sink is in trouble, you could call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Huh. It's me, the Mario. And the Luigi. Are you tired of paying too much for plumbing? Mamma mia! That's why the Super Mario Brothers are here. Uh, to save Brooklyn. And the Queens. And your wallet. Thank you, Super Mario Bros. It seems like the only thing you haven't drained is my bank account. We interrupt this program to bring you... All right, everybody. My name is Kevin. My name is Adam. And I'm Julie. And we are The Real Movie Guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Review, the series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at the Super Mario Brothers movie. A Brooklyn plumber named Mario travels through the Mushroom Kingdom with a princess named Peach and an anthropomorphic mushroom named Toad to find Mario's brother Luigi and to save the world from a ruthless, fire-breathing Koopa named Bowser. Okay, guys, I don't think uh, the world of Super Mario really needs too much of an introduction here, so I don't want to spend too much time with that. We've wanted a Mario movie for years. I think we've all said, you know, and especially I can say living through the curse of what was the 90s Super Mario Brothers movie, uh, I wanted something better, clearly. Uh, and I think animation was the only way to do it. And sure enough, Illumination got the rights from Nintendo and made the Super Mario Brothers movie. Goddamn, you know, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, but I think it's incredibly fun. I think it's going to capture a lot of audiences' imaginations. Uh, me, personally, being a Super Mario fan, it did everything I wanted. It wasn't the most compelling and, you know, oh my god, eye-revealing story I've ever seen. No, but I, I don't think I expected that from a Super Mario Brothers movie. But as far as what I was looking for, it had all the action, had a lot of heart, a lot of great character moments, uh, some voice acting that really surprised me how good it was. I had a great time with this. So, uh, Adam, let's start with you. Uh, any expectations with this? Were you surprised? Well, what do you think? I mean, we've all played Super Mario games for so long <laughs> now. I always, you know, it's always been like there, like, wow, I, you know, can't wait to see him on a big screen. So I wanted it to be good. Um, I guess I wasn't expecting it to be uh, what we got, but yeah. what we got was still pretty good, I think. I, I enjoyed it as well. I, I mean, I'm right on par with what you said, honestly. Right, right. and it feels very fan-created, right? Would you say, like, I feel like these people really did appreciate the source material for Super Mario, you know, the, the lore and whatnot, yeah, I guess you would say? there was <laughs> definitely a lot of heart into this movie, I think. Yeah, and again, it's very surprising how good this is, especially for a studio like Illumination, where I'm not really blown away by too many of their projects personally. Uh, mm. And I, I think a lot of their projects probably... Skew towards a younger audience too, like the Minions and uh, right. you know Secret Life of Pets. Since Julie rolls her eyes when I say Minions, but you know those kind of movies, like definitely, you know, they skew to a younger audience. So I think Mario does do that to some extent, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. But Julie, how about you? What did you think of this one? I had a really good time with this movie. I thought it was fun, um, fast paced. I was really impressed with the voice acting, especially one in particular. I had zero expectations for. Um, it was just, I think it perfectly encapsulated what I wanted a Mario movie to be. Right. And I think, I think adults are going to have a good time. I think kids will have an even better time with this movie. Uh, I think we can all kind of agree. I think to some extent, this movie's very fast paced, uh, clocking in at around an hour and 32 minutes. I didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome at all. I felt like that was actually a really good 
pacing for this movie. If anything, maybe a little too fast at times. Uh, except maybe in the middle, I think it did dip like a smidge as far as where it kind of slowed down. But everything is just fast paced, like throwing stuff at you, throwing stuff at you. And I think that has a lot to do with like illumination in general, like I was kind of saying before. They know how to craft movies that are for children. That, again, that, that is their target audience, so they know how to keep a child's attention. But in a way, I think that works with like a video game character like this, like Super Mario, like where... A lot of things are happening, and there's a lot of bright visuals, there's a lot of great colors, a lot of moving parts. You're not really sitting around stirring, having these deep emotional conversations. You're just pushing forward with the plot, and it's it's giving you what you want. Uh, Adam, would you agree with that to some extent as far as the plot's concerned? Yeah, there were definitely some areas where I, uh, it's kind of like breakneck speeds as to yeah. the plot going from here to here. Right, like getting from um, point A to B, right? I think there's like, it's like earlier on in the movie when Peach decides to go with Mario to save Luigi. They're like, okay, we're going to go to the Donkey Kong country, you know, area. Literally, we're there. Like, oh, oh okay, I guess we're not going to have that whole journey. We're just going to show up there. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I think at one point Mario, you know, first introduces himself to Pete, princess peach and she's like yeah right i trust you let's go train you <laughs> yeah like, uh okay <laughs> right and i guess i don't know would you say it captures some of that video game charm especially with that where it's just like eh, whatever we're just gonna roll with it <laughs> i thought i was i was imagining myself you know mashing the a button like scrolling through the uh the cutscenes and whatnot all the dialogue boxes <laughs> yeah no i could definitely picture that and i think they captured like a really good job with that uh how about you julie did you see a lot of those video game influences in this movie uh, yeah, I mean, especially even kind of piggybacking off of that where she's immediately like, yeah, sure, join my team, help me. And then like, even just the training montage, like, I think that took place over like, in movie time, like a couple hours. I'm like, okay, and he still failed. And I'm like, oh, well, we're just gonna go anyways. Like, it's fine. We're just gonna keep going. Yeah. Um, so a lot of like abbreviated stuff, even there's a part later, which I felt like was unnecessary where him and uh, Donkey Kong are like, working together in the stomach of some giant fish like i don't know it's weird it was very breakneck pace but there was also like moments where i'm like eh, i could have snipped that out or maybe elongated something else and you know done without other parts yeah it's, it's interesting i think they made a weird choice that i didn't know if i was gonna like at first which made me kind of cautious i think when this movie started because the movie actually opens up in Brooklyn. It opens up with Mario in the real world and he gets transported to the Mushroom Kingdom. So they kind of do like a, almost like an origin story, you know, of the whole relationship with Mario in that world. And whenever you do stuff like that, I, I personally get a little worried because you never know how it's really going to translate. Uh, we, we've seen it with, you know, the 90s Super Mario Brother movie. We won't get too much into that, that live action, uh, John Hopkins and all that. But anyway, we're not going to talk too much about that. But they, they tried something like that and it didn't really work. But again, this being animated, I think they had a lot more leverage and things to work with and i think they actually tied that kind of nicely together um i hate to jump into this but one of my bigger flaws with the movies as far as the plot was like the lack of luigi mario time that i really think i wanted with this movie uh the, the most of the plot really is just mario and peach going to save luigi from bowser and a lot of the theming in this movie and again i don't think you need to have this again super emotional theme and very powerful like oh thought-provoking story process here but a lot of the theme actually has to do i think with mario and luigi's bond their friendship especially when we get to the finale of the movie and it kind of brings like this whole thing of them uniting together and standing up to bowser it's a Mario movie, guys. I'm not really worried about spoilers right now. Um, 
but yeah, you know, they unite together and they, they defeat everybody. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't really feel earned. Uh, would you guys agree with that to any extent? Because I think I really wanted more Mario Luigi because we really only get snippets of Luigi throughout the movie. And the chemistry, and we're going to talk about voice acting a little bit, but the chemistry between Charlie Day and Chris Pratt was actually really good. And I think I would have wanted a lot more of that in this movie. Yeah, I got to be honest. I I was wishing for more of that and I almost would uh prefer maybe if they cut out the Kong just arc altogether. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I thought that maybe adding them in there was a little bit too much. Like maybe the the movie became so inundated with so many characters. Okay. That if they weren't included in that and you know maybe they had uh, embellished on a certain other aspects then maybe it would have been a a little bit more of a uh, better fleshed out film. Yeah. I think. And I wonder if they, you think they had maybe a checklist they had to, to kind of get off. Cause I, I kind of noticed that, especially with the inclusion of like Mario Kart having to be in this movie to some yep. extent and the cart selection. Again, I think it's all fun and I think kids will enjoy it and they'll be like, oh, you know, I did a Mario Kart. Like that's kind of what it's there for. But I guess it does hurt the pacing to some extent and it hurts like the story a little bit to some extent. Yeah. No, I, I, absolutely. Because like, I thoroughly enjoyed seeing the Mario Kart, you know, the origin story of Mario Kart, if you will. Like that was so fun. It was so clever the way that they handled that. But was it necessary for the story? Probably not. No. And I think like you, we kind of just said here, Luigi being included a little bit more into the movie, I think would have been something a a lot more important, I think, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially because again, that bond between Mario and Luigi, we we need to see it in order to believe the end. And, you know, I I got enough of it. So I guess I kind of like, I think they rely on us having that knowledge too, of knowing that Mario and Luigi are brothers. And I I think there is some reliance and it's also a kid's movie. So I I don't want to, I don't want to push it too much because I get it. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is for what the movie is. But I think I would have just liked a little more of that just because I think those characters are so much fun together on screen. Uh, how about you, Julie? What did you think of that? Do you think there could have been something done? Maybe Peach should have been trimmed out a little more because I think she's really a good character in the movie. I, I think Princess Peach has come a long way than being the princess trapped in the castle like she always yeah. is. But I wonder if it did steal a little bit too much time from Luigi for me in this movie. I know it's hard because I do like that twist, not twist, but like of her being empowered and being the one rescuing people. Um, However, I love, I've always loved Luigi and I especially love Charlie Day as Luigi. I thought he was fantastic. Um, So I definitely wish we had more screen time with him. Um, And I'm torn because I don't know how to fix it. I think that's my issue. Like without it being like, I feel like we need to, to as an audience, and of course we all know Princess Peach, but I feel like for this movie, like, I don't know, to get her backstory and to see her in charge of the Mushroom Kingdom, I feel like we needed that. I can't think of like a good viable solution for more Luigi. I think I think without a major rewrite to the script, right. I think that's kind of the, I don't think we could yeah. have just slotted one character for the other and done this no. cleanly. I think you would have had to have gone to, for a more classical approach, probably where it would have been Mario and Luigi get trapped in this world. Maybe the toads need help saving princess peach from Bowser. And then the journey kind of ensuing from there. And yeah, that movie rewrite. would have looked totally different. Wouldn't have been the same at all. Would have been a better movie. I don't know if I can say that because I think what we got is really good and I, I do enjoy that. But 
I don't know. Maybe there is a case for it. I think you can make the argument for it for sure. But again, what we got, I, I can't complain. I really do thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, which brings me to the part that broke the internet for quite a while of uh, the voice casting in this movie. You know what, guys? I got to tell you, Chris Pratt did not blow me away. And I, I know I'm not the only one you know, who said that when I first heard him, him being the voice of Mario. There were a lot of questions there. How the hell was this going to work? Would it work? I got to tell you, it was fine. I think it worked. I, I do understand the need to change Mario's voice. Uh, they do pay nod to the original Mario's voice for all those who are super concerned with it. They kind of explain it away as to why he doesn't speak in a stereotypical American Blama voice. You know, they kind of they decide to tie it away. And Chris Pratt's good. I think what Chris Pratt has going for him to some extent, I wonder if you guys agree, Chris Pratt has a very generic sounding voice. To the point where it can kind of slide into anything. I think it works, especially for the audience to kind of identify with the character. He's not great. He's not terrible, but he's serviceable and he can carry the plot forward. I think just enough for me. Would you guys agree with that? Like assertion of his voice there? (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to his vocal performance, um, but he was fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I... Take it or leave it. I mean, it just kind of existed. I guess that's right. I, it's so hard to not hear him as like, you know, Emmett from the Lego movie as that, well. That Star Lord, you know, Jurassic World. Like, I, you know, yeah. he just, it's Chris Pratt's voice at the end of the day. Soon and to be Garfield. Uh, yeah, to be exactly. Garfield. Kill yes. me. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, it works. And I think, I, I think it was a safe choice and I have nothing bad to say about it. Because, again, it didn't annoy me. It didn't bother me. It, it was it was fine. And I think it works for kids. And I think they're going to have And that's, again, this is the audience. When I'm looking at this movie, I don't know about you guys, but the way I'm really looking at this movie is... Our kids going to enjoy because that's the audience, you know. Us, I can have this like big, you know, snobby opinion about this movie, and who gives two crap? I'm not really the target audience here, uh, but I, I do think it does pay. It does what it needs to do. But I will say again, like I said earlier, Chris Pratt and Charlie Day, I think had a really nice chemistry together. I really felt they're like kind of bouncing off each other when they were acting. Uh, Chris Pratt really does feel like a big brother to Charlie Day, kind of with that voice, and I think it kind of worked. I think there was chemistry again. Wish it was more explored. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy did a really good princess peach i think she's a really great actress i've i've really liked her and everything i've seen her in the the northman was the most recent movie i've seen her in uh quite a detraction from uh, the super mario brothers movie if, if you've seen it you know what i'm talking about but again great voice actress in her own right uh keegan michael key uh great voices toad he was fun he was funny uh everyone really worked for this movie uh you know even seth rogan is <laughs> donkey kong Totally worked. <laughs> that, that laugh. I, you know what? As soon as I saw Donkey Kong, like I picture Seth Rogen's laugh, and it fits in the character. You know, as much as it's annoying and it's a meme at this point, it kind of fits, and I'm not mad at it. But we all have to admit who the real star of this movie is, and maybe that was the one I was the most excited for, and sure as hell did not disappoint was Jack Black as Bowser, uh, currently breaking the internet with his uh, standout song "Peaches," a power ballad about Princess Peach. Guys, talk to me. Let's talk about Jack Black. He really is the star of this movie more than anybody else, I think. Absolutely stole the show. I wanted to see more Bowser. Everything he did, you know, every and then those scenes I felt like we didn't get as many as maybe I wanted with Bowser. So even even some more be more scenes with right. him and like Charlie Day as Luigi like captured would have been kind of funny, something like that. Uh, every time he was on the screen, he stole the screen, man. He really did. He did a phenomenal job. Like the amount of emotion that Jack Black put behind his voice was just 
it, there was no comparison compared to everybody else on that cast. It was just no comparison. And the funny part is you could say everybody else was trying to play that character, right? Like I think Seth Rogen was trying to be Donkey Kong. Charlie Day was trying to be Luigi. I don't think Jack Black was trying to be Bowser. Jack Black is Bowser. Like he kind of like embodied the voice of that character. And Bowser, as we all know from many, many years of playing video games, you know, he's the typical like oh, 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 bad guy villain and doesn't really have much character to him. And Jack Black really gave us a character to Bowser that I didn't know I wanted. Is he a little like washed out here and there? Yeah, you know, a little bit. He's a little sissified at points. And uh, he does show his vicious streak towards the end of the movie, though. You know what I mean? He really does. But Again, I really can't say I hated it. I really, really loved Bowser. Again, every time he was on scene, it absolutely worked. Yeah, no, it it stole the show for me. I it was, I honestly, I I wish we got more Bowser. I really do. Like, give me more Bowser backstory. Like, why is he the king of the Koopas? I would have preferred to see that, you know, or you know, interacting with baby Bowser or something like that. Give me something. Yeah. That would have uh, been awesome. Yeah. And Kevin Michael Richardson, who played comic uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was really funny too. They had some fun interactions with them. Like, yes, master. Yes. You know, you're so phenomenal. And they're like singing off each other while he's playing on the piano and stuff. Again, they, I think they took Jack. It's, it's kind of, I like to compare it to, and Julie will definitely know the reference too, where they took Robin Williams as the genie. And they kind of animated the genie to Robin Williams face. I, every time I saw Bowser, I saw Jack Black's face in Bowser, whether it was like the eyebrow raise or just like the weird, the wicked smile. I felt it in the character. And I, that's so special to see. That doesn't happen very often where you can get an animated performance that's so unidentifiable without the other. And I dare say, I think Bowser's, it's going to be hard to go back to the old version of Bowser after seeing this version of Bowser in this movie. He yeah, was the Jack best. Jack Black should just part. play, he should just play Bowser in the video game. Yeah, I think it would work. <laughs> <laughs> even in real life i think one of them when they were doing like the press tour like he showed up like in a bowser onesie or something like that like he was just he was so great he is he is and again the song peach is it's it's popular for a reason with kids and adults too and memes and everything it's a phenomenal fun song you know it gives again gives a dimension to bowser i never knew i needed uh i think the only character that kind of disappointed me was cranky kong I don't know if that was just me being kind of nitpicky. I do like Fred Armisen a lot, but I expected like an older, crankier Cranky Kong. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. <laughs> I don't know. I attack it on to, I really don't know if the Kongs needed to be in this film. Yeah. So I'm just going to attack it on to that. Yeah. Adam's throwing that in there. He's really uh, dead set on that one. <laughs> Listen, there was just so much of them where I was, I don't know. I'm going into it because they're not exactly part of the Mushroom Kingdom. You know, it's a fun fact you bring up about things that don't belong in this movie. Uh, the biggest issue I had with this movie, more than anything else, the music. Uh, I know popular song, 80 songs are really popular now to throw in your movie. And, you know, they're licensable and they're easy and people know them. They're catchy. Adam, they do not work in this movie whatsoever. Uh, I think it was just such a terrible op- missed opportunity to do something fun with the music. here. There, there is a plethora plethora of songs to choose from from many many different games and they're all right there they're all right there but not even that i think you can make the argument here that if you wanted to have i'm waiting for a hero why not do an 8-bit version of that song yeah something fun incorporated into the story instead of just throwing like take on me while riding through donkey kong like why is this song here it's so distracting 
And, you know, I don't know if kids are going to be bothered by it. More than likely, they're not. They're like, oh, this is a fun song. Hadi ha ha. I think as adults, I think we're more inclined to notice those kind of things where it's just like, oh, you're just putting in this easily licensable song to this movie that doesn't need to be here. Uh, Julie, I know it bothered you too, right? The, the music in this movie, because the score it, is phenomenal. Yeah. When they really do the score, especially uh, the Donkey Kong fight. I know Adam's hating on the Kongs over here, but they when they have the Donkey Kong gets knocked out at the end of the, the fight, they do the doon, 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 and he falls down and gets knocked. Like, those are the fun, like, musical cues I was looking for in this movie, and they can do it there, but then decide not to everywhere else. Yeah, the actual music in this movie really just takes you out of it, for sure. Take On Me, I think, is probably the worst offense. It's so unnecessary. Um, like Adam said, whole music from the Donkey Kong game games and it would have been more appropriate for the setting. Um, I, I like the eight bit idea. I think that would have been if you insisted on putting those songs in at least kind of give it a video game vibe. Um, I will say th the kids did enjoy the, the music that they weren't alive at its creation, but they didn't enjoy take on me for some reason. Um, I mean, it's a fun song and I understand it kind of just makes that like happy, surreal kind of feeling. Yeah. I guess that's really what they're going for. But as far as the context of the movie, it's just distracting. Even the, the penguins with the, the kill bill song, which is oh, right. super outdated by the way. I mean, we've heard, I, um, I love kill bill. And I haven't even talked about on this channel. Kill bill is like one of my favorite, like Tarantino series, you know, movies that he's done. And the fact that it's so overly used in every single movie since it came out, it didn't need to be in Super Mario Brothers movie. I'm sorry, guys. I, I, it's, I didn't. It's I didn't such a cliche. It is, and it, it's not a good one. But before we wrap up, the last thing I want to say is uh, the animation. We we definitely shouldn't not talk about in this movie because uh, the animation's really mm -hmm. phenomenal. Uh, this just got recently released on 4K, so I was able to get a closer look. Because even in the theater, I was admiring uh, just the attention to detail. Adam, I'm sure you were able to see some of the detail too with this. Just like this, like the scaling on like um bowser and stuff like that like even the beginning scene with the snow by god man we've come a long way with animation i have to tell you because usually we have pixar we're praising and worshiping but uh illumination's pretty up there for this movie what a what a treat for the eyes like especially as soon as mario gets like into the mushroom kingdom and he starts going around it with uh with toad and whatnot like it's just being able to point out all the little references and stuff that they kind of you know this one little coin that they decided to tuck in all the way down in the corner i'm like holy crap like look at all this the detail on everything it's just so great to watch yeah it's a living breathing video game that's exactly yeah. what they crafted here yep. and it, it's a sight to behold and it does it's just such a such a miracle to exist when you really think about it we were finally got an adaptation while not perfect i think it really is like the epitome of what we can do with video game movies in an animated format uh it's gonna be hard to top i think when they come out with a sequel i'd, I'd be curious to see what illumination does next because uh this was a fun movie i think it was a really good time and i think we're ready to give our final scores i'm gonna give the super mario brothers movie a 7.8 out of 10 you're about to take on someone your own size <laughs> I guess he got the wrong mushroom. Yeah. <laughs>
this is a really fun movie. I had a really good time. Uh, I think some of the pacing can leave a little bit to be desired. There were definitely some pitfalls that, you know, here and there it did slow down just a little bit too much, but then it just sped up like breakneck speed. Uh, the music really bothered me a lot. If, if you couldn't tell at this point, it really just bothered me to no end. Uh, I think this is a fun movie though. And again, I'm not the target audience, but I think overall everyone who watches this is going to have a really fun time. If you're a long time Mario fan, you're going to love all the early Nintendo references that are thrown at you in the beginning of the movie. Uh, even on my th- I think third viewing of this movie, I've had to watch it quite a few times. Um, it, it, I, I saw things I didn't see before, and every time I love going back to the well to see it. Uh, Jack Black as Bowser is the best part of this whole entire movie. You're going to have a good time. Make sure you stay after the credits, too. i got to recommend that. Uh, it's, a, it's a great time. I think Super Mario Brothers movie is fun, and you're going to really enjoy it. Adam, how about you? What do you think of this one? I'm going to give the Super Mario Brothers movie 7.9, so around the same as yours. There's a human traveling with my fiance. Has a mustache just like you. Do you know him? No. No. Ah, tough one, I see. Maybe this will get you to talk. <laughs> Do you think I know every human being with a mustache wearing an identical outfit with a hat with the letter of his first name on it? Because I don't. <laughs> Do you know him? Stop, 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 stop. I know him. Yes, I know him. Yeah, he's my brother Mario, and he's the best guy in the world. Do princesses find him attractive? Uh, I think the biggest issue is the pacing, um, and that's pro- at least for us. Yeah, I'm sure for kids it'll probably be like you know a 9.9 movie, <laughs> a 10 out of 10 probably for some. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but I, I think I'm going to give it a 7.9 just because of the pacing. Um, that's really the biggest drawback for me. Uh, I, I think that's. But I mean, beyond that, once you watch it for all like the little Easter eggs and you know, Bowser specifically, it, it is a very good movie to go watch. And I would absolutely rewatch it again. Yeah. And I think kids will especially enjoy the runtime because, you know, kids have a short attention span. So an hour and 32 minutes is probably just like a sweet spot for right. them to really enjoy this. And really, if you think about it, if our only negatives ultimately come down to some of the pacing and maybe wanting inclusion of more Luigi and more characters, that that's not necessarily a bad negative. It, make, it, it made me wanting more when I left this movie. So in some ways, I think it does its job. So, okay, cool, Adam. Uh, Julie, how about you? What do you think on this one? I'm going to give the Super Mario Brothers movie an 8 out of 10. Each understand I'm gonna love you till the very end Peaches, 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 I think Peaches and Jack Black alone bumps it from a 7.9, 7.7 range um, to that 8 because he really stole the show. He made that movie more enjoy. Again, great movie overall, but you look forward to the next time Bowser was on screen. Um, The pacing needed work, uh, but I do like the overall runtime of the movie, the voice acting was great across the board. I'm looking forward to what they do next. Keep my fingers crossed for Luigi's Mansion. 
Yeah, this is a fun time to be a Nintendo fan. Uh, Nintendo is notorious for not letting their properties ever be licensed to anybody for any reason whatsoever. So the fact that Illumination was able to make something really special out of the material and show to Nintendo that, you know, your characters are loved. And this is one of the highest grossing animated films to date as of right now, if if not number one by the time we're said and done uh, beating out Frozen, which is definitely an accomplishment in of its own there. Uh, it's special and I can't wait to see what else we get from Illumination, whether that be just more Mario or other Nintendo characters. Metroid, right? Fingers crossed, Adam. Metroid. Metroid in the future. Zelda. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll watch that. All right, I'll all watch right, that. All right. But hey, we got to see what happens. But again, if you guys can, definitely check it out. It's currently streaming just about everywhere for you know digital purchase and is available on physical media, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, thank you guys all so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. That's Adam and Julie. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys. Real movies. Real thoughts. We'll see you next time. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys and should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.